Chapter 48 of The Roots of the Mountains by William Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Men Sing in the Moat House. Then strode the warriors of the wolf over the bodies of the slain onto the dais of their own hall, and folk might led the sunbeam by the hand, and now was his sword in its sheath, and his face was grown calm, though it was stern and sad. But even as he trod the dais, comes a slim swain of the wolves, twisting himself through the throng, and so maketh way to folkmite, and saith to him, Chieftain, the alderman of Burgdale sendeth me hither to say a word to thee, and even this which I am to tell to thee, and the war-leader both. It is most true that our kinswoman the bride will not die, but live. So help me, the warrior and the face, this is the word of the alderman. When folk might heard this, his face changed, and he hung his head, and face of God who was standing close by beheld him, and deemed that tears were falling from his eyes on to the hall floor. As for him, he grew exceeding glad, and he turned to the sunbeam and met her eyes, and saw that she could scarce refrain her longing for him, and he was abashed for the sweetness of his love. But she drew up close to him and spake to him softly, and said, this is the day that maketh amends, and yet I long for another day. When I saw thee coming to me that first day in shadowy vale, I thought thee so goodly a warrior that my heart was in my mouth. But now how goodly thou art, for the battle is over, and we shall live. Yea, said face of God, and none shall begrudge us our love. Behold thy brother, the hard heart, the warrior. He weepeth, because he hath heard that the bride shall live. Be sure then that she shall not gainsay him. O oh, fair shall the world be to-morrow. But she said, O oh, Gormain, I have no words. Is there no minstrelsy amongst us? Now by this time were many of the men of the wolf and the woodlanders gathered on the dais of the hall, and the dalesmen noticing this, and wotting that these men were now in their own moat-house, withdrew them as they might for the press toward the nether end thereof. That the sunbeam noted, and that all those about her, save the war-leader, were of the kindreds of the wolf and the woodland, and still speaking softly, she said to face of God, Gormain, meseemeth I am now in my wrong place. For now the wolf raiseth up his head, but I am departing from him. Surely I should now be standing amongst my people of the face, whereto I am going ere long. He said, Beloved, I am now become thy kindred and thine home, and it is meet for thee to stand beside me. She cast her eyes adown and answered not, and she fell a pondering of how sorely she had desired that fair dale, and now she would leave it, and be content, and more than content. Now the kindreds had sundered, they upon the dais ranked themselves together there in the house which their fathers had builded, and when they saw themselves so meetly ordered, their hearts being full with the sweetness of hope accomplished and the joy of deliverance from death. Song arose amongst them, and they fell to singing together, and this is somewhat of their singing. Now raised with a lay of the long-coming day, bright white was the sun when we saw it begun, or its noon now we live, it hath ceased not to give, it shall give and give more from this wealth of its store. O oh, fair was the yesterday, kindly and good was the wasteland our guester, and kind was the wood. Though below us for reaping lay under our hand the harvest of weeping, the grief of the land. 
dumb coward the sorrow nought daring to cry on the help of to-morrow the deed drawing nigh all increase throve in the dale of our love there the ox and the steed fed down the mead the grapes hung high twixt earth and sky and the apples fell round the orchard well yet drear was the land there and all was for naught none put forth a hand there for what the year wrought and raised it to o'erflowing with gifts of the earth for man's grief was growing beside of the mirth of the springs and the summers that wasted their wealth and the birds the newcomers made merry by stealth yet here of old abode the bold nor had they wailed though the wheat had failed and the vine no more gave forth her store yea they found the waste good for the fearless of mood then to these that were dwelling aloof from the dale fared the wild wind a-telling the worst of the tale as men bathed in the morning they saw in the pool the image of scorning the throne of the fool the picture was gleaming in helm and in sword and shone forth its seeming from cups of the board forth then they came with the battle flame from the wood and the waste and the dale did they haste they saw the storm rise and with untroubled eyes the war-storm they met and the rain ruddy wet o'er the dale then was litten the candle of day night sorrow was smitten and gloom fled away how the grief shackles sunder how many to mourn shall awaken and wonder how gladness was born o want unto sorrow how sweet unto you shall be pondering to-morrow what deed is to do fell many a man neath the edges wan in the heat of the play that fashioned the day praise all ye then the death of men and the gift of the aid of the unafraid o strong are the living men mighty to save and good is their giving and gifts that we have but the dead they that gave us once never again long and long shall they save us sore trouble and pain o banner above us o god of the strong love them as ye love us that bore down our wrong so they sang in the hall and there was many a man wept as the song ended for those that should never see the good days of the dale and all the joy that was to be and men swore by all that they loved that they would never forget those that had fallen in the winning of silverdale and that when each year the cups of memory went round there should be no mere names to them but the very men whom they had known and loved End of chapter forty eight